أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد we continue with our reading from the حياة القلوب في رضاء المحبوب the life of the hearts in the pleasure of the beloved uh, that we start reading a uh, uh, an, an excerpt from the introduction of Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi's Jaza'ul A'mal, uh, a, a tract that he wrote exploring the idea of, of the consequences and the repercussions of actions and how a person can understand them and how a person can benefit from their actions and steer clear of, uh, of harm from them. So he brings uh, summaries of different chapters and sections. So the first chapter uh, explains the worldly harms of sinning. The harms are so many that they cannot be counted. Nonetheless, we will quote a few Quranic verses and a hadith, and then some details will be provided. We all know the many stories of the disobedient people in the Quran and the punishments which are mentioned with them. What was it that caused Iblis to be flung out of paradise and thrown down to the earth? It was his disobedience on account of which he became cursed. His external features were distorted, meaning he became ugly. He used to be beautiful and he became ugly. Even if you see in the English language, the, one of the names for Iblis is Lucifer, which literally means angel of light. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distorted his, uh, his external features. His inner life was destroyed. And instead of receiving mercy from Allah Ta'ala, he receives curses. Instead of receiving proximity to Allah Most High, he was distanced from him. And this is what shaitan means. Shaitana means to send something away, far away. Uh, instead of glorifying and extolling Allah <coughs> Most High, he resorted to unbelief, polytheism, lies, and immorality. What was the thing that caused all of the people of the world to be drawn during the time of Sayyidina Nuh Alayhi salam? What caused the tornado to strike the nation of Ad to the extent that they were flung to the ground and killed? What caused the screeching sound to descend on Thamud, which resulted in their kidneys bursting and all of them being destroyed? What caused the people of Lut to be raised uh, to the skies, turned upside down and then flung back into the earth and stones being pelted on them? What caused the punishment in the form of a cloud to hover over the people of Shu'ayb and for fire to rain down upon them? What caused the people of Fir'aun to be drowned in the Red Sea? What caused Qarun to be swallowed by the earth together with his house and with his treasures? What caused a certain material nation to overpower the Bani Israel to enter their homes and to utterly destroy them? And for another nation, uh, which was their enemy, to overwhelm them and destroy all that they had built? What caused various types of calamities to strike Banu Israel, sometimes death, sometimes imprisonment, sometimes their houses being overturned, and sometimes tyrant kings ruling over them, and sometimes them being expelled from their homelands? What caused all of this? If it was not the disobedience of Allah, what else could it be? These stories are related repeatedly, and the reason is given in these concise words. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ Allah was not the one who wronged them. Rather, they wronged their own selves. Look at all the losses which these nations had to suffer in this very world because of their sins. 
Imam Ahmed says when Qubrus was conquered, Qubrus is Cyprus. Cyprus was the first uh, naval victory of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The, the navy of the, the, the Muslims, the first navy was constructed under the supervision of Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhum at the direction of, uh, uh, of, of Sayyidina Uthman uh, radiallahu anhum. And mashallah, the people of Sham. They, uh, they, their first naval victory at sea was against the Byzantine Empire, uh, allowed them to conquer uh, the island of Cyprus. Sayyidina Jabir bin Nadir anhu said that he saw Sayyidina Abu Darda anhu on one side crying. Abu Darda anhu was one of the four authorized Quran teachers from the Ansar. Uh, عنهم, and much like Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud عنه, was sent to the people of Kufa to teach them their deen Abu Darda was sent by Sayyidina Umar عنه, during his reign to the people of Sham to teach, teach them deen uh, and so he was, he was present uh, uh, he was present at the conquest of, of Cyprus uh, Jubair bin Nadir uh, says that I saw him sitting to one side crying at the, at the occasion of the conquest of, of, of Qubrus I asked him Oh Abu Darda why are you crying on such a blessed day in which Allah gave honor to, the, uh, to Islam and to the Muslims uh, through victory? He replied, O Jubair, I am quite disappointed that you don't, do not understand. Do you not know how disgraced and valueless a nation becomes in Allah's sight when it disregards His orders? Look at this nation which we defeated, which was just recently in power. It has disregarded Allah's orders, so it was defeated and disgraced. You are seeing it right before your eyes. Uh, this, this is what, there's a couple of things to understand here. One is that uh, the, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they knew what it meant for a nation to be destroyed because they actually built one. People who receive something like ready-made, uh, they don't appreciate what they have. So, uh, you know, if you grew up and your father had a car and you went everywhere in a car, then you don't know what it means to have a car. Then when you have to go around the bus or walk places uh, and bring groceries home, you know, carrying them and things like that, then you understand what it is later on. If you grew up in a house, you don't know how hard it is to get a house. It's difficult to get a house. It's hard to get a house. Uh, but if you just grew up as a kid in a house and you just received it from your father or whatever, from your parents, then you don't know what that, you know, you don't know what that means. You don't have an idea. You don't appreciate what it means. Uh, to have the house, to maintain the house, to pay for the house, to pay for, you know, thing, you know all of these things, they're, they're something that a person who receives it without any effort doesn't understand what it means. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were the people of Jahiliyyah. They were the people who were disgraced because of their disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And then they came out and then they started from zero. They went from negative to zero and then from zero they built up. Uh, until Allah gave them uh, great dominion uh, and, and great power and honor in the world. And then for them to see and other people lose that, uh, it was, what was it? It's because when they read the Qur'an, there's a difference between when they read the Qur'an and when some of us read the Qur'an. When they read the Qur'an and they saw the warnings to the, the, the kuffar and the people of kuffar, they, 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 they read it in the context of that, let this not happen to me. Let me not be the one who this is talking about. Whereas when other people read it, they're like, oh, look, Thamud, what a bunch of knuckleheads. And Ad, what a bunch of idiots. And, you know, uh, Midian, what a bunch of morons. And, and Banu Israel, these people are all a bunch of clowns. Why is it that Allah Ta'ala put their stories in the Qur'an? It's not so that you can laugh at them. It's not so that you can curse them. There's no benefit for you, nor, does, nor, nor is it part of worshipping Allah Ta'ala to curse them. 
The reason is what? That the happy person is the one who takes a lesson from other people's misfortunes. What is the reason that they're mentioned in the Quran? Is because you'll follow the people before you, hands breath by hands breath, to the point where uh, if they went into the lizard hole, you would have gone to the lizard hole as well. That's the reason for it. So they understood, they read the Quran in that context. And when they would see these, these things happen, that it's their victory, but it's a tragedy for somebody else, they, they, would, they would see the specter of their own tragedy in it. And through taking uh, an ibrah and taking a lesson, Allah Ta'ala allowed them to avoid that tragedy. But what's the problem? You see that the entire ummah has now become, uh, become uh, you know, illa man rahima rabbuhu. Great swaths of the ummah have become what? They've become the opposite. That the people who are doing the disobedience, the people who don't think and don't care about it, the people who think it's somebody else that this is going to happen to, they've, they've been there so long and they've been doing what they've been doing for so long that now you actually see these same tragedies raining down on the heads of uh, parts of the ummah. And the only reason Allah Ta'ala hasn't destroyed the entire ummah yet is what? Is because of the dua of the Prophet Wasallam. It comes in the hadith of the Prophet Wasallam that three concessions were given to this ummah because of the tears of Rasulullah Wasallam. One was that the that this ummah, the, that no one from this ummah will go to Jahannam forever. And the tears were what? Because the Prophet ﷺ was hoping no one would go to Jahannam at all. And when he was told that, no, there are people from the ummah that will go to Jahannam, he started to weep for days on end. And said that Jibreel ﷺ came back with the glad tidings. He said, your Lord has seen your, your, your broken heart and your brokenheartedness in this matter. And he gives you three concessions. He says that one is that no one will go forever. If they go, they'll go for a limited time. The second is that the place where the water of wudu touches, the fire cannot burn. And the third is what? Is that Allah Ta'ala won't destroy your ummah all at once. Rather, if their sins get to the point where they deserve the adab to come down, that Allah will destroy some part of it and put it in tribulation. And the other part will be protected so that the ummah can continue going on and continue doing its work. But it doesn't mean that our sins are not actually like harming the ummah. They, 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 they literally are. So he says what? He says, Oh Jubair, he says, I'm quite disappointed that you do not understand. Do you not know how disgraced and valueless a nation becomes in Allah's sight when it disregards his orders? Look at this nation which we defeated. It was just recently in power. It disgraced Allah's orders and so it was defeated and disgraced. You are seeing this right in front of your eyes. A narration of the Musnad of Imam Ahmad ta'ala states that Rasulullah said, uh, uh, a person, uh, a man would be deprived of sustenance or deprived of the risk that was written for them on account of a sin which he commits. Ibn Majah narrates from Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. He said, we were 10 people sitting before the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He turned to us and said, there are five things I seek refuge in Allah uh, 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 from, if you were to experience them. He said, there are 10 things that I would seek refuge in Allah ta'ala if you were to experience them. One is when immoral acts are committed openly and publicly. Here, immoral acts, the, the trans, is, is translating the word fawahish, indecency, zina. Tasahul in, 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 in the unlawful glance and in, in the unlawful speech and in the unlawful touch, uh, which is uh, an indecency between uh, men and w women and now even between people of the same gender. So when immoral acts are committed openly and publicly by a people, they will experience plagues and illnesses uh, which their earlier generations had never heard of. Uh, the second is when they cheat in weighing and measuring. 
when they cheat in weighing and measuring, meaning when, when you are deceptive in selling things to one another, they will experience droughts, poverty, and tyrannical rulers, which is Allah Ta'ala's way of exacting, exacting vengeance for, for that haram, uh, haram income that people make. Three, when a nation stops paying their zakat, uh, the reins of mercy will be shut off from it. In fact, had it not been for the animals, uh, they would not even receive a drop of rain. Had it not been for the animals, they would not receive even a drop of rain. Uh, four, uh, when a people break, break their confidence and promises, Allah causes their enemies to overpower them and to take their wealth and their property by force. Uh, Ibn Abi Dunya in one of his ajza' narrates that a person asked Sayyidah Aisha عنها, uh, the reason for a particular earthquake which had happened. She replied, when people commit adultery openly as if it was a permissible act and they consume alcohol and play musical instruments, then Allah Most High is uh, overcome by His own self-respect, and He orders the earth to uh, uh, to to shake those people, right? That Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala who gave a command and now it's not being uh, obeyed, it's not even being heeded anymore. People don't feel feel bad about it anymore. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, uh, His self His self-respect is what it causes Him to send destruction on the people. Uh, and the thing is that the earthquake itself is not the only type of destruction. I mean, you see like Allah Ta'ala, when He punishes a people, there are a number of different forms it can take. It can take place in, in, in the form of an earthquake or some supernatural event, or it can be a natural disaster, or it can be civil war. Uh, 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 you know, that he turns, he turns that nation that was together and united at one time into groups he breaks it fragments it into groups and causes them to fight with one another what is the what is the jaza of all of this you have entire nations of the earth they in the classrooms they they preach to one another about how the earth is being overpopulated and they themselves have like these hor horrific like negative uh, birth rates and now they say oh look we can't let refugees in because they're going to overwhelm us by the refugees are not going to overwhelm you if you're marrying your boyfriend then you're you have no future it's it's not rocket science. You know, you don't have to PhD in, in, in biology in order to understand that. Uh, uh, and, but these are all punishments that come down and the means for those punishments to happen. The things that make people into those people, those are all part and parcel of the punishment as well. So the Tinder is uh, going to become rife between people and the, you know, sliding into DMs and all these other things that, mashallah, Muslims do themselves, mashallah, they have their own minder or whatever that they, they use because they're too much of a bunch of losers to be able to score on the regular Tinder anyway, right? So, uh, 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 you know, they, all of these things, they, they have them and they think there's no, there's no repercussion for any of these things. They're not the means that you're getting away with the sins, they are the means for the punishment. And the actual punishment of all of these things are not in this world. They're in the hereafter. They're not in this world. It's just the appetizer in this world. Uh, 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 she said that, she said that Allah Ta'ala, when these things, people do these things openly, Allah Ta'ala's uh, uh, over, overwhelming self-respect takes uh, uh, hold and he orders the earth to, uh, to seize the people. Sayyidina Umar bin Abdul Aziz radiallahu anhu would, repeatedly issue the following decree in the city. Uh, after praising Allah Ta'ala and sending peace and blessings on the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would say, You are warned that an earthquake is a sign of divine punishment. I have written a decree to all the cities for its inhabitants to go out 
into the open, in an open field on such and such a date for the sake of praying to Allah Ta'ala and beseeching Him. The one who has wealth must also give in charity. Allah Most High says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَّكَّ وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى Successful is he who purifies himself, and he gives zakat. وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى And then takes the name of his Lord and prays. And supplicate as Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam had supplicated, Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam tawfirlana wa tarhamna lakunanna min al khasirin. O our Lord, we have, we have uh, wronged ourselves. And if you do not forgive us and have mercy on us, indeed, verily, we will be from the losers. And supplicate as Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam supplicated, wa illa tawfirli wa tarhamni akum min al khasirin. That if you do not forgive me and you do not. Have mercy on me. I will be from. I will be from the losers, uh, and supplicate like Sayyidina Yunus alayhi salam supplicated. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimin. There is no god except for you. Uh, exalted are you above any fault or blemish. Indeed, uh, I I was one of the uh, uh, transgressors. This brothers and sisters, it's not just like a fun khutbah to give. Khalas, I, got, I gave my khutbah and now I have likes and now I'm going to get invited to speak at the next Isna convention or give khutbah at MSA or whatever. That's not what this is. This is actually people used to do these things. Even ourselves, I remember in, in, in uh, Madrasa, when we were in Madrasa, I don't know if you remember this. There was an entire like uh, tragedy that hit uh, uh, you know Pakistan while I was studying over there. There was this really bizarre incident that occurred. I don't know if you guys remember uh, or not or heard about it in the first place, the whole Lal Masjid incident that occurred, that there was a, a, a very accurately secularist government and there was a, a madrasa, the Jamia Faridiya, Jamia Hafsa, right, right next to the parliament building in, in the middle of the capital. And so he wanted, to, he wanted to take it out. And so what happened was there was some, some, some uh, issue in that madrasa that uh, a, a Chinese massage parlor opened up in the neighborhood, which is basically, it was a front for, it was a front for, for, for prostitution. It's the same thing over here. You read about it in the news recently. Actually, the, these kind of massage parlors that open up in all of these places, quote unquote, um, they're, they're, they're actually one of the largest human trafficking scams that have been operating in the world for years. Like these women are basically enslaved and they're forced to, uh, to uh, you know, for pennies and dollars uh, to do these things uh, uh, essentially as slaves and they move them around from place to place. So one of these places opened up uh, in the neighborhood and so they told the police, the police was getting a kickback and they weren't shutting it down. And so they uh, uh, took action into their own hands, which admittedly politically may not have been a good move. And they shut the place down. They shut the place down by force. The students shut the place down by force. And what happened is that this thing escalated back and forth to the point where the madrasa was, and it took like several weeks for this thing to escalate to the point where it was put under siege uh, 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 by the military. And there were ulama, many of the big ulama in, in, the, in, in Pakistan, they were there. The, actually, the government called them together, all the respected ulama of the qawm from different parts of the country to come and negotiate with them a standoff, a stand down. Okay? And so what happened was uh, uh, it, it, they negotiated everything. The whole thing was agreed upon that the, 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 the siege is going to end and the standoff is going to end. Then the uh, mashaykh got a call to get out right away. Why? They had only sent them in so that they can send spies in to see what was going on. They sent the special forces in to basically massacre everybody. The Mashaif themselves were very upset that they were, they were used like this. That they just sent them in so that the, the people who went in with them could see what was going on and report back outside. 
And those army units, elite army units like SEAL team and this and that, that were supposed to be used to go and fight with, uh, uh, go and fight with, uh, uh, you know, like basically like foreign special forces in different countries. They were sent in and they massacred the, they massacred the students of knowledge and uh, the female and female students of knowledge. And included in the massacre was what, if you remember, and I think 2004 or five, there was a, a, um, there was a, uh, uh, an earthquake in, in Kashmir. Entire villages were, were destroyed in that earthquake. So there are several people who, like, literally, like only four or five people from a village of three, four hundred people survive. They have like women and children and things like that. They have nowhere to stay. So the madras actually used to house them. So they had nowhere to go. They had no uh, uh, relatives, nothing. They were also killed in the in the in the in the siege. It was such a horrible incident that. Uh, 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 it was a very it was a very bad time. It was such a horrible incident that uh, uh, the grave diggers that they buried the bodies really quickly overnight the grave diggers said that uh, that uh, because they're just illiterate like like wage wage day laborers they said that the boxes with the coffins were so heavy we uh, uh, you know we were wondering what's going on with them we asked it have the janazas been prayed they're like we don't know and they said can we pray the janazah uh, for for the bodies uh, and they said yeah go ahead and then just bury them quickly so they said that we wanted to know is that a man or a woman so we can make the intention properly they open the the the, the tawabi to the coffins and there's like four or five uh, bodies in one one coffin just to make the body count look lower and we're talking about like like women in full niqab some of some of the bodies Right. This is something that's happening. This type of nonsense is happening in Iraq. This type of nonsense is happening in Sham. It's happening in Egypt. It's happening in Palestine. In Palestine, at least our brothers and sisters have the dignity that it's happening at the hands of a kafir. What are we going to say in the other places where it's happening from, you know, at the hands of our own people? Uh, and so what happened? You see this like, you know, I'm saying these are not stories. These are not just like stories in a storybook. What in our madrasa, what happened? This is the difference between having conference Islam and between having uh, social media Islam and between uh, actually sitting with the mashayikh and with the, with, the, with the ulama. The mashayikh gathered all the students of knowledge together. And for a good like hour, hour and a half, everybody just sit down, face the qibla, close your eyes and read. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al I mean, why? Because these types of things are really weird. You remember we talked about like how certain sins are actually punishments for other sins. Okay. This type of weird like thing I described, it's like a nightmare. It's freakish. It's like hor horrific. This is not the, this is not something someone wakes up and wants to do like, Hey, let's go, let's go kill like whatever, like a, you know, like a, a girl in niqab who's like trying to read Riyadh al-Salihin. You know what I mean? Nobody wait that, just that, the fact that a person would do something like that. Normal bad, like normal sin is like what? Like, oh, look, let's go get drunk, right? These are like, you've far gone, like uh, you've gone down the wrong path, like very far gone. And then Allah Ta'ala seals people's fates through, uh, through these types of things, except for the few people who have the tawfiq of, of making tawbah and repenting after, uh, after such a thing. If there weren't people in the qawm that, that would sit and make the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala and make the tasbih of Allah Ta'ala, these types of things will cause so much ajib type of destruction in the, in the qawm. It's, 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 it's unimaginable because it opens the door to all sorts of other things. This is the reason our Dar al-Islam is still there, despite being overwhelmed militarily, despite being overwhelmed economically, despite being overwhelmed in so many different ways, that while some, some 
crazy things like this are happening. There are still some people, mashallah, in some part of the ummah that are sitting and making dua. There's still some people who can stop fidgeting for long enough just to be able to pray 20 rak'ahs. There's some people who can stop fidgeting long enough just to be able to open, crack open the mushaf and read a, a sipara in Ramadan. You know, there's some people who can sit, you know, someone who's like, okay, you know, like I can sacrifice that one of my sons is not going to become a doctor and like, you know, maybe make him do the hifs of Quran before they go and be medical school or become an engineer instead or what, you know. If it wasn't for that, uh, 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 these things would have been even more horrific, and there are some places where these, where, where, where you see that actually this level of horrificness has hit part of the ummah and it hasn't hit other parts of the ummah. If you don't think these things are happening right now, you don't, you're not paying attention. I mean, the, literally, if there's a time that a person needs to get their act together, this is it. You see the whole in China, the uh, you know, this is one of the great uh, Donald Trump, Allah Taala, give him hidayat and and like you know, uh, put him on the right path. Uh, he, you know how he's messing with uh, he's messing with Huawei right now in China. Good for him. Let him completely hit a home run on this one. Let him hit a grand slam on this one. Why? That's all the same technology that they're using in order to build these weird high-tech concentration camps in which is at this time between two and three million Turkic-speaking Muslims are literally in a concentration camp right now. The, 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 the Siam that we complain about how long it is, they're banned from being able to fast. They're forced to, be, uh, to drink alcohol and to eat pork right now. These types of calamities don't come for free. And this is a, a, an usul in the deen that, that, that in the akhirah, all accounting is individual. In the dunya, the, the, the punishment and the blessings is collective. So if out of the 20 of us, 19 are good and one's a, a rotten person, because of the goodness of the 19, the 20th rotten person will also live a good life. And yom al-qiyamah, then the 19 will go to jannah and the 20, 20th will go to the fire. And on the flip side, if 19 of us are bad people, and one of us is pious, Yom al-Qiyamah, the 19 bad people will go to the fire and the pious one will go to Jannah, but all of us will get, get taken out in the same adab of Allah Ta'ala together. Fear and protect yourself from that punishment that doesn't only afflict the wrongdoers from amongst you exclusively. And so these things are literally there on top of our heads right now. The people in, uh, our brothers in Bosnia, literally, I, 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 I know people, Bosnian Muslims, they told me, they told me, they said, you know how we found out we we're Muslims? So he said, we didn't even know in the communist era, we didn't even know we were Muslims. I said, how? He said, one day, like our Serb neighbors started shooting at us. And we're, and like, they're our neighbors. We grew up together. We used to like, you know, play soccer together. We go to the same schools, everything. And then they started shooting at us. And then they're like, why are you shooting at us? And we're taking cover. And they're like, you're Muslims. And they're like, what's that? And he's like, well, Ottoman Empire and Turks and this and that. And you don't believe in Jesus Christ and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, wow. And then they're like, yeah, we looked into it and we started praying. I, one time I remember one brother told me about some horrific incident that happened in Bosnia with him. And I was like, stuff for a lot, man. I'm sorry you guys had to go through that, you know. He's like, no, it was great. He goes, if it wasn't that we had to go through any of that. I said, I wouldn't have even known I was a Muslim. So the idea is what? Instead of doing these things the hard way, right? So I'm not saying this about those aqwam that they're bad people. The only reason it's ha it happens to one part and not to the other is that we're being protected right now by the dua of the Prophet Otherwise, you know and I know people are not on their, you know, people are not on task when it comes to their deen. Uh, uh, as, as individuals, some of us are. As a qawm, we're not. Like as a group of people, we're not. Uh, any five people of us can't get together and do anything for the sake of Allah Ta'ala with any sort of loyalty or with any sort of patience with one another. The idea is what? Is that these, these things he's mentioning that, that, that Sayyidina uh, uh, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he told the people, get together, sit, you know, sit in the open in the field under, with nothing between you and the, between the heavens. 
and 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 recite uh, uh, recite the recite the following verses, uh, like Sayyidina Adam did, like Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam did, like uh, Sayyidina Yunus alayhi salam did. Recite these things. Make this part of your 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 repertory. Use these as the as the the, the shield that that blocks you from 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 being being afflicted from this harm. Some of the evil that people have done has been so much evil, and for so long, one person's dua may not even be able to ward it off. But if you ask for the dua, what does it do? It at least mitigates it. It at least mitigates it. And who knows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best that somebody whose dua is accepted, nobody will know in this dunya. Nobody will know in this dunya. Why? Because when the, the calamity is warded off from our heads, right? It's not like everyone's going to get an email about it. But that person will receive the reward not only for their own piety, but for their, their having, uh, uh, for their having uh, uh, benefited, the, uh, benefited the entire qawm. And these things they count, you know, they count with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and they count with Allah ta'ala in the hereafter. Those are the people who Allah loves. Al-Khalqu Ayalullah, the creation, they're the dependence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the most beloved of the creation are the ones who are the uh, who do the most service and are most beneficial to the dependence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was. He was the snooze button for the Yawm al-Qiyamah. If it wasn't for him, it would have all been over by now. This is who the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were and the awliya of Allah Ta'ala who they are. Their ranks and their maqams are set by Allah Ta'ala that if somebody of them dies or somebody of them uh, uh, leaves this world, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala will elevate another person into their place in order for them to sit in these, in these like, a, like, a, like a guard, like a security guard guards a door or guards a gate. So in order to guard the, the, not just the ummah, the creation of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala through their prayers and through their, uh, through their, through their piety. And uh, uh, you know, if people if people are not if people are not helping in that, that 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 program, then what's going to happen? If the treasure is not being guarded, it's going to get ransacked. It's going to get ransacked. You know, the, uh, Andalus. What happened with it? You know, kafirs are eating pork and getting drunk right now in the you know in the masajid and in in, in the zawiyas and in the madaris and in the cities and in the homes of our our mashayf and our akabir. Ibn Hazm, the, 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 the house he was born in is like a hotel right now, you know. Uh, it happened, it's gone. I'm not saying bad about those people, but I'm just saying that, you know, collectively, the ball got dropped, at, you know, at some point or another. The same thing in the... Uh, the same thing in Crimea, the same thing in the Indian subcontinent, the same thing, you know, in large parts of Cyprus, the same thing in what, what's now Ukraine. It was mostly Muslims. It was mostly Muslims that, that what's now Ukraine. People were, were enslaved and uh, uh, essentially the men were massacred. The women were enslaved and bred out uh, uh, by Slavic speaking people who conquered, uh, who conquered those areas. These things, they happen. And if we think that they cannot happen to us, we have something else. You know, we're, bar you know, we have, we're, not, we don't understand how the system is. We are those lambs that are in line for the slaughterhouse just because everybody else uh, thinks that, the, that, the, 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 that, you know, look, everyone else is going, so I should go too. I'd be happy with uh, everybody else. And so we, you know, we continue. And the thing is, what is our, our, our line of thinking is, is, is skewed with regards to it uh, another way. When uh, Hazrat Tanri mentions it, he says, Ibn Abi Dunya narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, when Allah Ta'ala wishes to exact revenge from his servants, children die in large numbers and women become barren. Malik bin Dinar rahimahullah ta'ala said, I read in the books of wisdom that Allah Most High said, I am Allah, I am the King of Kings. The hearts are under my control. When a person is obedient to me, I cause the king's heart to be merciful to them. 
And when uh, uh, the people are disobedient to me, I cause the hearts of the kings to be oppressive toward them. Do not occupy yourselves in speaking ill of the kings. You should rather turn to me and I will make them lenient toward you. This is, this is not just I mean, a story that he, he read. Rasulullah himself said, That however you, you are, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put uh, in charge of you and put over you. And it's not like some sort of like magical thinking. If everybody, if everybody is on the right path, then it's untenable for a, a crooked person to be their ruler. If people themselves are crooked and they look toward crookedness and they're susceptible toward crookedness, then that's what's going to work for them and with them. Because al jinsu yamilu ila jinsihi, just like oil doesn't mix with water, you know. If the if the people are oil and the the rulers, they'll mix with one another, you know. Uh, it, it'll work. They'll gel with one another. It will work like that. And, and so uh, uh, he he says Malik bin Dinar rahimullah says I, I read in the book of in the books of wisdom that Allah Most High said I am Allah. I am the king of kings. Their hearts are under my control. When the people are obedient to me, I cause the king's heart to be merciful to them. And when a person is disobedient to me, I cause the kings to be oppressive toward them. Do not occupy yourself in speaking ill of the kings. Rather, you should turn to me and I will make them lenient toward you. Imam Ahmad Taala narrates from Wahb bin Munabbih. Uh, that Allah Ta'ala said to Bani Israel, When I am obeyed, I am pleased, and I send down my blessings which are unlim- unlimited. And when I am disobeyed, I become angry, and I send my curses, whose effects last for seven generations. Sayyidina Imam Ahmad Ta'ala narrates from Waqiyah, a great muhaddith, a Hanafi muhaddith, was also one of the asatas of Imam Shafi'i, who said that Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha wrote a letter to Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu in which she said, when a person acts against the orders of Allah Most High, then instead of uh, people praising that person, they criticize and disparage that person. There are many other ahadith. Uh, and so what does this mean? This means what? The people whose hearts are alive. Otherwise, the people whose hearts are dead, they're, 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 you know, they're saying and not saying is equal. So there are many other hadith and statements of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in which the worldly harms of sinning are mentioned. Some of the harms are now mentioned in detail and in sequence in order to make them easy to understand. I have divided this chapter there into sections. Inshallah, maybe we can continue with that later. But the point of all of this is what these are Mubarak nights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. This is one of the things I wanted to mention from before is that a person shouldn't get despondent if they did some sin in the past and they're like, oh my God, seven generations, we're, you know, we're all up the creek without a paddle now, what are we going to do? Uh, the person who, who makes toba from their sins, uh, uh, that person, the, they're, they're like the one who has no sin in the first place. And if uh, the original effect of a sin will last for seven generations, then know that Allah Ta'ala, when a person does a good deed, He multiplies its effect ten times at the bare minimum. Just thinking of doing a good deed is enough to get the effect of that good deed. And when you actually have the tawfiq to do it, Allah Ta'ala multiplies it ten times. And the more sincerity a person has, the more that, 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 that the effect of that good deed is. And these are Mubarak nights. These are the nights in which the sunnah is to ask, Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afa fa'afu anna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive and wipe out the effects of those sins and turn them into good deeds as well. 
these things if it wasn't for this these uh, this Ramadan and for this fasting and for these 10 nights and this i'tikaf and this taraweeh and this Laylatul Qadr and for the barakah that's in this La ilaha illallah and the barakah that's there in the divine name Allah Allah uh, the barakah that are na- in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the barakah that's there in the Salat and Islam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this project wouldn't have reached where it is right now uh, and because of these things, we do have a bright future. But you can't just, you know, you can't. It's just not just magical that, like, of course we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna be alright just because, you know, like I went to IFS, you know, so of course I'm gonna be okay. It doesn't work that way. Sadly and unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and accept our prayers and forgive us and give us from his afu in these mubarak nights. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.